All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Reveal Rob Show. I am your humble host, your excellent host, your host with the most, maybe, sort of, kind of, I don't know. This is Reveal Rob coming at you with another episode of the Reveal Rob Show. How uh, surprising, seeing how you clicked on the Reveal Rob Show to listen to the Reveal Rob Show. And I am Reveal Rob. How many times can I say Reveal Rob? Anyways. What's up, everybody? Hope everybody has been doing great since our last talk on this show. I am in the happiest of happy moods since the last time we talked. I I don't know if I talked about this last episode, but booked my hotel for Halloween Horror Nights, staying at Sapphire Falls, baby. And since then, it has been officially, officially confirmed. We're always hopeful. We knew that we'd get some kind of Halloween event this year, but now we know for a fact that Universal Orlando is bringing us Halloween Horror Nights 30. It is 30. It is not 31. It is 30. And Beetlejuice, the ghost with the most, has been announced as the first house, maybe? Kind of, sort of. Second house, if you ask some people. Confirmed for Halloween Horror Nights this year. We got the puppeteer announcement. Kind of a surprise, sneaky announcement earlier, a couple months back. But yeah, they officially announced Beetlejuice, released an awesome video. I am super stoked. Halloween Horror Nights is the thing I love to death. And all day that day, I was just freaking... Covered in goosebumps, cried. I cried. I kid you not. I sat at my desk at work and I freaking cried as soon as that announcement came and that video came. And just the rest of the whole day, it was just giddy with excitement and, you know, freaking flutters and butterflies and happiness and all that good stuff. So, you know, like my body was shaking, all that stuff. Um, so, super stoked and excited about that. Can't wait to be down there for the trip this year, hang out with my buds and do some uh, relaxing and spooking, man. Sounds fun to me. Uh, other than that, you know, recorded another Nightmare on Review It Street episode and commentary. That is, of course, on my Patreon. You can check that out. More stuff coming to that Patreon very soon, actually. Um, and, you know, other than that, I've been dog-sitting for my brother, who's currently at Universal. So I'm watching, watching the little poops, watching the big poop, and, you know, having a good time watching them. That's why it kind of sounds different, a little bit echoey where I'm recording, recording in a different place. Um, actually recording from the Disney Studios. You know, um, so that's fun. And since I've been doing that, freaking binge watched Drake and Josh. It wasn't all the episodes. For some reason, all the episodes are not on Hulu. And then I've been watching iCarly like crazy. Kind of threatened that I do an iCarly Patreon show. Not going to do it, <laughs> but I have been watching that show like crazy. It's just fun. Something good to put on. Nothing really new has come out for me to check out. I know that Coming to America has come out. Um, that is a sequel to Coming to America. <laughs> um, I haven't seen the original, and I did not watch the new one. Um, eventually, maybe I will, but just haven't got to it. And there's nothing else, really, that's caught my attention to watch, so this episode will not be a review episode. It'll be more of a fun thing I found to talk about later kind of episode. But before we get to that, man, we got to get to the news. And the biggest news that hit this week for me is, you know it, y'all know all about my love for my horror icon, the man, the doll, that gets no freaking respect, always, always freaking disrespected, never brought up in the horror realms for people doing talks about horror. They don't bring them up. They do freaking countdowns of horror or tournaments of horror. He's not mentioned at all. Chucky, man. I'm talking about Chucky. He's definitely one of the horror's icons. I don't care what anybody says. He's a horror icon for sure. He's better than Leatherface. Kiss my ass if you think different. But anyways, we got some news on the Chucky show that is coming to USA and sci-fi. Um, it was... It's been announced, we got our little teaser video a while back, all that stuff, and then of course stupid COVID happened and production was put on a halt, but it seems though production is ready to continue as we got a lot of casting news that just happened recently, 
And one of the names that kind of stuck out in casting was Devon Sawa, who you know, um, I mean, I've watched several things that this guy's been in growing up. He was in a lot of stuff I watched. We're talking Devin Sawa, man, from the Little Giants. You might know him from Casper. He's also in the uh, Eminem video. And uh, he did that movie Idle Hands. And I guess he's in Final Destination as well, if you want to bring that up. <laughs> um, apparently, he has landed a, quote, major role in the series, noting that he's actually playing a set of twins. Come on, man. So, I like Devin, by the way. Little Giants, Casper, huge movies for me growing up. And he's playing a set of twins, so we can go ahead and start speculating. Is that Glenn and Glinda? Remember? If you remember from that freaking Seed of Chucky movie, how they had twins? Glenn and Glinda? We haven't seen them since Cedar to Chucky. Something could be happening there, man. Are they coming back? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, the show is getting ready to go. Uh, the cast also includes uh, Zachary Arthur, something called Transplant, Theo Barons, Barons, who's in Ratched. No idea what that is. Bogjagovin. I can't say names. Bogjagovin, Arneson, Pen15, and... Olivia Allen Lind from The Young and the Restless. That's a soap opera, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Chucky is expected to arrive later this year with the man himself, Brad Dorff, returning to voice Chucky, and Jennifer Tilly on board as Tiffany, of course. Uh, Chucky has been described as a fresh take on the franchise that'll explore Chucky's character with a depth that is uniquely afforded by the television series format. After a vintage Chucky doll turns up at a suburban yard sale... An idyllic American town is thrown into chaos as a series of horrifying murders begin to expose the town's hypocrisies and secrets. Meanwhile, the arrival of enemies and allies from Chucky's past threatens to expose the truth behind the killings, as well as the demon doll's untold origins as a seemingly ordinary child who somehow became this monstrous monster. With this TV show, our mission has been to preserve the straightforward scariness of the original film and the first couple of films, and I will add in there... Curse of Chucky? Fucking good, man. Uh, Don Mancini said that. He didn't say the fucking good part. That was me. Uh, he also went on to say, but at the same time, continue on with this very expanding tapestry of constant story that we spun over the course of seven movies in 30-some-odd years. I think fans are really going to love to see the new characters that we introduce into the realm and just to see how they come off of our classic characters. Not just Chucky, but some of the others that you may be hoping to see. There's a good chance they may turn up, Mancini said. Also, he teased that I think the prospect of seeing Chucky sharpen his skills and add to his toolbox some of the technical goodies that we have at our disposal now. There's something I think people will find pretty interesting. It's so important to give Chucky new weapons, new strategies, and new targets, new goals. Chucky has a different goal on the TV show than he's ever had before, and specifically... Something that is designed to invoke something that's going on in the zeitgeist today. Freaking excited for this! So ready for this, man. I can't wait. I love Chucky to death. I'm so glad the show's going on. I'm just glad they're continuing the story, even though that reboot, remake came out not too long ago, which wasn't a bad movie. I'm gonna be honest, wasn't a bad movie. But I'm happy to see this show's happening. Can't wait to check it out. I will gladly watch it over and over and over again. I will buy it when it is out on physical copy because I could collect Chucky stuff. Love Chucky. Fingers crossed that he'll have something to do with Halloween Horror Nights this year as well because he's been there plenty of times, baby. And this is the 30th anniversary. 
All right. Another thing, I talked about this a couple episodes back, I think, about rumors of a Harry Potter stuff going on on the HBO Max. Well, the rumors are heating up once again, and they are suggesting that they are considering uh, The Cursed Child, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child stage play, to be adapted into a TV show on the HBO Max. So, there you go. I haven't read the book. It's been um, met with mixed signals, and I know people are... um, Having mixed feelings about the Wizarding Universe at the moment, I still love the Wizarding World to death. And anything you can give me is, you know, great news for me. So, um, yeah, I think it works. I think it's a great idea. There's a lot of stuff you can explore with the Wizarding World, and doing TV shows for it is a great idea. And uh, The Cursed Child didn't seem like it would probably ever be made into a movie, so if they're going to make a show out of that, go for it. More power to you. Uh, let's see, A Quiet Place 2 has moved its schedule. And it's not moved it backwards. It has moved it up several months. Uh, the film was originally scheduled to release September 17th of this year. But now it will be hitting theaters again several months earlier on May 28th. Just in time for Memorial Day weekend. It was also confirmed, of course, with Paramount Plus that the movie will be on Paramount Plus for 45 days after its theatrical release. Now, I have a question over there for the people who are releasing A Quiet Place 2 is, what the hell do they know? Because normally we've seen movies pushed back, like we saw it earlier, right right before this came out. The latest Fast and Furious movie got pushed back. Uh, the Minions movie got pushed back too, Rise of Gru, that got pushed back. So this movie's moving up several months, and it's, it looks like it's going up against Cruella. What are they hearing over there in Hollywood world that make it feel like... Because this movie got pushed back a couple times, and to hear that they're now moving forward and pushing it forward to, to release, that's a pretty interesting idea is a thing that just kind of gets your mind going. It's like, what are they hearing? Are theaters about to reopen in a more massive scale? Because it seems like a lot of things are going on. And it seems like, you know, a couple of states are opening back up and we've got the vaccine out there and all that stuff. So are we getting closer to things opening up even more? Maybe, hopefully. But, I mean, it seems like it. If you're taking this movie, which is considered a big deal to a lot of people, that you've pushed back multiple times, and now you're pushing it forward a lot, just got something to say, man. That's got something to say about where we could be heading very soon in the next couple months. So, be on the lookout for that. But Quiet Place 2 has moved up. Me, personally, I like the first movie. I wasn't overly in love with it like so many people were. And I I guess it needs a sequel. I don't know. I'm not... I'm not clamoring for it, but I'm not against it either. I get it. You know, it made a lot of money, so obviously you're going to work on it. So, hey, cool. Why not? Uh, R.L. Stein gave us an update on the Goosebumps live-action TV series that was announced a while back. This is not the 90s show <laughs> that uh, we, uh, most of us grew up. I don't know how old the people are that listen to the show, but I grew up watching the Goosebumps. Goosebumps? Goosebumps. <laughs> the Goosebumps TV show when I was a little, and... You know, I had fun with it, and it's cool. I will gladly watch the new live-action show when it comes around. I I like the first movie that came out. The second movie I didn't watch because I don't think there's much Jack Black in it, if I remember correctly. I did see it once, and I haven't really gone back to watch it. But, I I mean, Goosebumps was a part of my life growing up. I read the books like crazy. I, like I mentioned, I watched the show all the time whenever I got the chance. So, bring it on, man. But right now, what we know is that they do have a director. So, it is moving forward, just moving at a slow pace. Uh, Netflix and Dwayne Johnson are teaming up. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, of course, The Rock, 
and his Seven Bucks Productions are developing a family adventure feature adaptation of the art titled Teddy and the Guardians of the Night. Remember that freaking, it's pretty cool, awesome art. It's like a kid sleeping in bed and there's a teddy bear standing above him with like a sword and there's like a monster coming at the kid and the teddy bear's fighting off the kid. So that they're turning that into a show, man, over at Netflix. Uh, at Seven Bucks, we're always on the hunt for content that can help inspire our next big story, Seven Bucks, Danny Garcia said in a statement, From the moment I saw Alex's incredible drawing, I knew there was something special there that our global audiences could respond to. We're excited to add to our growing slate with Netflix and share this story with the world. So, there you go, man. Cool. I mean, that's an amazing piece of artwork. I haven't checked it out. I think it is actually called Teddy and the Guardians of the Night. Um, it's a great piece of art, man. Great artwork, and it's cool that they're turning that into something. It's going to be on the Netflix. All right, speaking of Dwayne Johnson, Jumanji 4 is in the early stages of development. It's not surprising. For you people who are like, wait a minute, what do you mean Jumanji 4? The first Jumanji film that came out is part of canon. So, um, Jumanji 4 will happen. If I remember Jumanji 3 correctly, it did have one of those endings that teased and hinted at something. And again, the movie's making bank, man. They're making a lot of money off of these, uh, these uh, Jumanji films. So... It's not surprising that they're going to keep it going. Strike while the iron is hot, as they say. So, hey, go for it. Do what you got to do. And, you know, good luck to you, man. So, that's kind of the news. Um, But there's a little bit other things to talk about. Like I said, I don't have a review this week, but there was news that came out. And there's a lot of information in it. So, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break come back and talk about that a little bit. Because... It has to deal with horror, and I love horror. So, take a pause for the good old cause, and we'll come back, and we'll talk some uh, some horror news. How about that? All right. Be right back. Do you like to go to Halloween Horror Nights? Do you yourself like Hollow Scream, haunted attractions, ghostly encounters, and other scary things? Or maybe on the weekend, you like to summon a ghost or go find yourself a demon. If you do, then this is the podcast for you. Haunters! You can follow us every Wednesday on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Haunters Pod. Where we're ready, ready to haunt you. Ah, oh, wonderful. It comes off kind of creepy. We're keeping it! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Reveal Rob Show. That was a little snippet, a little taste, if you will, of my good buddies over there in True Villains. That is the new one from them called Dig Your Own Grave. I'll be playing that whole song after uh, we get through this next piece of the show. But yeah, man, love that band. Met them in Nashville uh, a couple years ago. Got to see them opening for the Steel Panther. And awesome dudes, got to meet them, got to talk to them after the show. They've been guests on our uh, on the Disnoids a couple times. And, you know, good stuff, man. So they released a new song. Be sure to check them out. Great, great rock band. So, 
we're back on the show here, and what we're going to talk about is freaking Shudder, man. Shudder announced a couple days ago this huge thing they're about to do, and I am super stoked and excited about this, man. And it's like a long list of stuff they announced that they're going to be doing. So they're going to be celebrating halfway to Halloween all through April. Next month, dude. Next month, super celebration going on for halfway to Halloween, man. Crazy thing. It seemed like this year just started not too long ago. We're already freaking almost in April. So, um, some do Christmas in July, but at Shudder, we celebrate Halloween in April to mark the halfway point to the greatest holiday of the year. Craig Engler, general manager of Shudder, said in a statement, Halfway to Halloween month is going to be the biggest month of programming in Shudder history with new movies, series, and a killer documentary and more. And freaking huge list here, man. Also, it talks about halfway to Halloween, we'll have a hotline on Shudder. If uh, you're familiar with Shudder, Shudder's Halloween hotline that allows... Excuse me. Um, keep losing my voice. There we go. Shudder's Halloween hotline that allows callers to phone in for personalized film suggestions catered to your taste. This year, they'll be running the same service through the month of April. Every Friday, you'll find the call-in number on Shutter social media between the hours of 3 p.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You'll be able, as Eastern Standard Time, you'll be able to call in and speak directly with Samuel Zimmerman, Shutter's director of programming. Tell him what you like, what you don't like, and all about your favorite movies. And Samuel will tell you what you should check out from the streaming services catalog of films. How awesome is that, man? That's a job I wouldn't mind having. You kidding me? Freaking hotline. People call in, tell you, hey, man, I like this horror movie, or I like that freaking horror movie. What do you suggest? Or I don't like this. What do you suggest? Like, if I call it in there and be like, I don't like found footage movies. <laughs> Can you just steer me away from those kind of movies, but give me something that's kind of cool, kind of random, kind of, you know, anything that has Chucky in it, <laughs> you know? Anyways, so halfway to Halloween, we got a schedule for this bad boy, and I'm about to run for, through this. That's why this is the second half of the show. No reviews. I'm basically reviewing, I guess, this uh, list of halfway to Halloween schedules. Starting off April 1st, because that's how you start a month, is on the first day. Uh, they're giving us Creep Show Season 2, baby! Freaking Creep Show Season 1 was awesome. Had a great time with that. A lot of fun, man. I guess you can describe Creep Show as like the grown up version of uh, Goosebumps, if you will. Um, great time. They're doing Season 2, so that's going to be starting on April 1st over there. You got Train to Busan, Pensola. That's going to be a Shutter exclusive. Looks like this movie takes place four years after the other Train to Busan movie, which I have not seen yet. Sorry. Um, I will get there eventually. We got Night of the Lupus. 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 <laughs> Just in time for Easter. Shudder is debuting this classic creature from 1972 starring Janet Lee. After a failed attempt by a scientist to curb the rabbit population in Arizona... The locals find themselves under attack by giant rabbits with a taste for human flesh. Holy fuck. <laughs> we got the haunting of Julia. After losing her daughter, Julia, a wealthy American homemaker, moves to London in an attempt to start over and deal with her grief. However, she soon finds herself haunted by the spirits of other children while attempting to mourn her own. Uh, you're going to get the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Uh, okay. <laughs> um... April 2nd, we'll see the release of Val Luton Collection. Seven of the famed writer-producer's most endearing horror-thriller classics will be available. This is a horror aficionado's wet dream. I added wet dream in there. Sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. Uh, you're going to get Cat People, I Walked With a Zombie, The Leopard Man, 
Uh, the Seventh Victim, holy fuck, man, what about the other six? Do they get their own movies? Uh, Curse of the Cat People, The Body Snatcher, Island of the Dead, nope, that's Isle of the Dead. All that stuff, April 2nd, you're getting all those bad boys. April 5th, you get a movie or a show, maybe, or a movie, I don't know, called Don't Panic. Best known as Mexico's homage to A Nightmare on Elm Street. There you go, fucking A, man, I'm doing a Nightmare on Elm Street show on my Patreon right now. Four dollars a month, you get that awesomeness. I've heard that it's really good. And I'm not just saying that myself. I've gotten actual people that told me they like it, they dig it. Come on over, four dollars a month. You're helping support me and my freaking love and craft. And there's going to be more fun stuff coming, man. Help a brother out. Uh, well, let's see. We got Zom- uh, you know, April April 5th. Already talked about Don't Panic. Uh, zombie for Sale. When the illegal human experiment of a Korean pharmaceutical company. I can say pharmaceutical, but I fuck up some names for sure. Um, one of its undead test subjects escapes and ends up in a gas station. April 8th, we got The Power. This is a Shutter exclusive. Uh, London 1974, as Britain prepares for electrical blackouts to sweep across the country. Trainee Nurse Val arrives for her first day at the crumbling East London Royal Infirmary. And then a lot of stuff goes down. April 12th, you got the McPherson tape. Known for being a pioneer in the found footage genre, this film centers on a typical fall evening in 1983 when a young man videotapes his niece's fifth birthday party. As the night's strange occurrences take place, he keeps his video camera running Recording the entire events. Alex de, la Gale, Alex de la Glacia, double feature, The Day of the Beast, 1995, in which a priest, TV psychic, and a death metal record store clerk, what the fuck, <laughs> team up to beat Satan and prevent the apocalypse. Okay. And Dancing with the Devil, 1977, starring Rosie Perez and Javier Bardem as a sadistic, almost, I want to say satanic just then, but sadistic couple, Involved with human sacrifices, kidnapping, murder, and f- fetus trafficking? <laughs> Gross. Um, April 15th, you got The Banishing. This is another Shutter original from acclaimed director Chris Smith. The Banishing, which tells the true story of the most haunted house in England. That sounds fun. Uh, April 16th, you get The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. I understand a lot of people like Joe Bob Briggs' show. I haven't seen an episode of it. Maybe we should check that out. Uh, but that is the Late Night Horror Host is back with a brand new season with new episodes every Friday. That starts April 16th. On April 18th, you get the 2021 Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. <laughs> April 2021, Shudder partners with Fangoria to bring the Chainsaw Awards, hosted by actor and writer David Chismalchin. Hey, that dude was in The Dark Knight. To fans across the globe... This year's nominated films include The Invisible Man, of course, Freaky, deserves it, Relic, haven't seen it, Color Out of Space, haven't seen it, and The Possessor, haven't seen it, as well as actors Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton, hey, they were in Freaky, and Elizabeth Moss, hey, she was in The Invisible Man. Since 1992, the Chainsaw Awards have honored top achievements in horror film and television with past recipients including Jonathan Nimi, Sam Raimi, Jonathan Eggers, Tony Collette, and George Romero. April 19th, you get the original Stepfather film, it looks like. Uh, You also get The Conspiracy, a documentary about conspiracy theories that takes a horrific turn after the filmmakers uncover an ancient and dangerous secret society. Housebound, a young woman placed under house arrest in her mother's home begins to suspect that the place is haunted. 
Uh, April 22nd, you get the boys from County Hell. A Shutter exclusive. Welcome to a Six Mile High, a sleepish Irish backwater whose only claim to fame is the somewhat dubious local legend that Brom Stroker once spent a night in a local pub. It's home to Eugene Moffat, a young man who fills most of his days drinking pints with his friends and pranking tourists who come to visit the gravestone or Abrahach, a legendary Irish vampire some believe helped inspire Dracula. Speaking of drinking pints with friends and pranking tourists, I will be with my buddies at Sapphire Falls in September for Halloween Horror Nights, baby. I'm so excited. Might be drinking some pints. I don't know. I'm not much of a drinker, but I've been uh, persuaded last time I hung out with these dudes and do that. And we'll see what happens this time go around. I might be more open this time around, baby. As far as pranking tourists, that ain't going to happen. We ain't those kind of people. Matter of fact, we are the tourists. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we're going to be pranking ourselves if we're pranking tourists. And honestly, we're not really tourists, man. We've been there so many times. we got so much information on the event that we are ready. We are informants. We are informants, baby. Um, anyways, that's uh, the boys from County Hill. April 26th, In Search of Darkness Part 2. Sorry if I just blew anybody's eardrums out there. In Search of Darkness Part 2 dives deeper into the fabled practical effects decade of iconic and electric 80s horror movies that changed the course of film history. Packed with over four hours of brand new interviews, including such legendary horror icons as Robert England, Nancy Allen, and special effects wizard Tom Zavini. Part 2 features 15 new faces alongside 40-plus returning members of the original In Search of Darkness cast to delve into the more fan-favorite titles of 80s horror year-by-year, year, expanding its scope to cover more international releases and spotlighting horror career retrospectives. Yes, man! Freaking In Search of Darkness, one of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen in my life. Such a great time. I love the 80s. I love 80s horror movies and that first one. And that's the cool thing about Shudder, man. They have this amazing doc, four hours long, and it's just about that. And the only way you could have ever seen it before was if you helped buy the thing, if you helped uh, support the show and make it uh, the documentary, you helped support it when they were doing their fundraiser. You were the only people who got it. Now it's coming to Shudder. It looks like uh, same thing with In Search of Darkness too. So worth it, man. For that alone, getting Shudder is worth it alone. In Search of Darkness, such an amazing documentary, and we're getting part two. Uh, let's see. The Similars, eight people experience a strange phenomenon while waiting for a bus at a remote station on a rainy October. Is that fucking Spongebob? <laughs> Is that an episode of Spongebob? Woo. Let me tell you, man. Me and Spongebob went through some shit on that episode. You remember this episode where he's like trying to catch a bus and that bus, he keeps missing it in every worst way and is like a horror? I felt, God dang it, man. Make that a horror movie. That would work. Uh, we got the Diabolical. A single mother and her child are awoken nightly by an intense presence. Cool. Uh, Attack of the Demons. For centuries, a demonic cult has been plotting the destruction of mankind. When a small Colorado town is overrun by a legion of mutating demons, three non-demon hunter friends, because that's who you want to go after demons, must use every skill their minds can fathom to strive off demon apocalypse. Kind of sounds like Shaun of the Dead a little bit, but, you know, demons instead of zombies. Uh, dead on April 29th, we get Dead House Dark, a Shudder original series. This will be an anthology of six interconnected horror short films. Dead House Dark is anchored by a woman who receives a mysterious box from the dark web, each item within it gradually unveiling a dark and troubled truth. A box full of dark and chilling tales of terror inspired by frighteningly family 
modern trends, including dark web mystery boxes, dash cam footage, and insta-fame hungry vloggers. Uh, Horror Express, while traveling on the Trans-Siberian Express, isn't that like one of those freaking groups that does music for Christmas? Oh, that's the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. My bad. And <laughs> an anthropologist and his rival must contain the threat posed by the former's cargo, a prehistoric ape, which is the host of it for a life form that is absorbing the minds of passengers and crew. Holy fuck. And all right, that's it. All right, cool. So that is all the news. Look at all that beautifulness Shudder's bringing to you, man. Shudder, worth all the money that you send to it, man. I think it's like $6 a month, if that. Get the Shudder. Check out all the awesome that it has going on over there. It is worth adding in. I know we got a lot of streaming services, and we got a lot of them out there, but Shudder is one you should definitely add to your collection, especially if you're a freaking horror fan. Do it, man. It's going to be fun. And I'm planning on doing a Patreon show about, you know, horror movies that you can find on streaming services like Shudder and like Netflix, just doing like a random dive in there and seeing what I can find. And it, maybe I do a Patreon, Patreon exclusive special about... Freaking halfway to Halloween month from Shutter's doing. Who knows? A lot of ideas going on, man. That's all I know. So, there you go. That's going to be basically this episode right there. Gave you the news. A lot of news on this episode. Talked about the Shutter halfway to Halloween. That sounds fun. Sounds awesome. Sounds like it's going to be electric. And speaking of electric, man, before uh, I'm going to say my clothes and all that, stay tuned and listen to the new song by my buddies over there at True Villains. Great dudes, man. Talk to them, interact with them a lot. You know, huge fan of this band immediately after hearing them live for the first time ever. Didn't know who they were. Went to see Steel Panther. They were the opening act. Listened to them. Freaking fell in love with their music right away. Bought their CD when I was there. Bought their EP while I was there. And, you know, they're releasing some new songs. They're working hard. They're an up-and-coming band, man. They deserve your listen. So, going to play that song to close out this show. Hope all of you enjoyed this episode. Had some fun with the news. Great times were had by me, for sure. If you can hear my voice. But thank you so much for uh, listening and supporting the show. Remember, I have a Patreon if you want to throw $4 a month at me to hear me talk um, more in depth about movies, jumping into film franchises, jumping into horror movies, jumping into Halloween Horror Night stuff. I will be doing that as soon. Um, yeah, man, just $4 a month. You can help support me in my cause of talking about the thing I love. So there you go. Find me on Patreon. Review it, Rob. But... That'll do it for this week's episode. I enjoy you so much. I'm very, very happy that you uh, listen to the show. And love doing this show, man. Have a great time. So we'll be back next week with who knows what. <laughs> you know? But uh, what you know is you'll have my crazy behind self here being very enthusiastic and excited about movie news and movie talking. So thanks for joining me this week. Remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light. All right, and here is True Villains with Dig Your Grave. Talk to you next week, everybody. Thank you for joining me.
just like here You talk so much that you use up all the air Thank you for joining me this week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get updates on all new episodes. As well, follow me on Twitter at review underscore it underscore Rob. Stay tuned for more adventures.